Welcome to Nana Tings. Hey loves, on today's episode I am joined by my friend Danielle. We met in college and we we're in the same dance team and she is fucking amazing. Just talking to her lifted up my spirit so much. We talk about Saturn's return, Venus in retrograde, which I did not know. Other planets are in retrograde. I know, Mercury gets all the credit, right? <laughs> and she actually reads me in, in the best way possible. She is a natural healer and an amazing astrologer. So I'm really excited for y'all to listen to this conversation. And I have to play some ads first, obviously. So while that's playing, grab your wine, grab your tea, champagne, or whatever the fuck you want, maybe a blunt, and enjoy the ride. Hey everyone, I just want to say I have three books out right now and I appreciate the support from all of you, from everyone that got my first book, Falling Androids in Phoenix, to my second, Romance in a Mono World, and my current third, Baby, Antonio's Return. Check it out at Barnes & Noble and also Amazon. You can easily just search my name, Antonio Laranzo, L-I-R-A-N-Z-O, and go get a copy, review it, love it, share it, and all the things. Okay? Alright, hold on, let me get this shit. Alright. <clears throat> Are we ready? Give you a little countdown moment. Alright, five, four, three, two, one. Hey everyone, it's Antonio here with Nana Tings. I have a special guest, a girl I haven't seen in a minute, my friend Danielle. She is a well, was my on the dance scene with me, and she's a healer, astrologer, and doing her thing. What's up, baby? What? What's up, baby? How are we all doing today? <laughs> uh, I b- before we went online, I was just like gagging about how uh amazing presence you have <laughs> i'm so excited for you to be on this uh wait so let's just talk a little bit about how we know each other real quick um met you in college and was mm-hmm. obsessed with you. <laughs> you're, you're you're a bad boy you were so hot <laughs> your, your energy was just so it still is like even just through zoom right now it's so enticing and i remember being in college be like oh she gives me this like latina fiery but like really fun and eccentric and then you were in the dance team with me so you were my dances (laughs) yes yes absolutely i remember you just had like this super like leadership within you like yeah i know what the fuck i want and i'm gonna tell you bitches what i want and i was like you know what tell me what to do daddy what do you need me to do today and you're like this is where you need to go <laughs> you just put me in a place and we danced we danced we it was did. fun you were one yeah. of my you and um and d oh my god y'all are my girls like i we were the two daniels yeah and just partying with y'all after and everything was just i it's honestly really amazing memories i mean in college where um the dance members with you and just going out and having fun i don't know inventing about fuckboy shit and all that yeah yeah. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know anything about your chart, but I do know that um, I, you have to have Leo somewhere in your chart. Like, where is Leo in your chart? Do you know? Um, I'm, <laughs> but like, I don't even know, because that to me is honestly probably why we feel each other's fire. We were so drawn to one another. Yeah. And the, the performance piece for us was really important, like being in the spotlight, being on stage, kind of having that sense of like attention was just like our thing. So that's very Leo. So I wouldn't be surprised if you also have that very dominant in your chart. Yeah, my chart is so mixed. So Ascendant is Gemini, uh, Jupiter and Venus Virgo. I'm a Libra, Avi. Damn, uh, Mars, Mercury and Pluto are in Scorpio. Oh boy. Uh, Uranus, Neptune and Capricorn. Saturn in Aquarius and Pisces moon. 
very interesting very interesting I love it yeah you definitely yeah you definitely have so much like I don't know just like that model within you of just like very like influencing energy like but it's it's a it's a leader within you it's like um like the leader of the tribe you know like you just have that it's just in you so I loved it I loved everything about meeting you back then and it's been like almost 10 years already if you think about it been a well, while. So. I'm proud of you. Um, you know, we were talking a little bit about your journey, which I want you to tell the world about what you do now. I think you've always had this calling because I remember when I met you that you really do bring a lot of positivity to who you are and you, you emit this aura that it, you know, it, it makes other people feel happy to be around you. And that's powerful, right? Because this world is hurt and you have such a beautiful blessing within you. And I'm really happy that you tapped into what you do. So can you just tell the world and the listeners like a little bit about like all the things you do and all the things you've been healing. <laughs> yeah, for sure, baby. Thank you. Um, so my name is Danielle Rosado. I am an intuitive astrologer. I'm also a Reiki master. So I, I am an energy healer. I'm also considering myself like a, a business life coach, right? So I basically what I do is I help women specifically, but it can be all genders or it doesn't really matter. It's non-binary at this point. Um, <laughs> however you'd like to identify yourself, um, I can I can help you um, basically learn different parts of your soul's consciousness, your soul's timeline, and um, embody the signature that you are. So when it talk, when we're talking about astrology and we're talking about a birth chart, it really does give you the entire map of your whole life story, like past, present, and future. So there's a lot of different interpretations within just one placement. So I like to help you understand not only like all of the different layers of who you are like you said um you're a mixed you're a mixed type of energy right like you have it all over the place and people don't recognize that about themselves that they are multiple archetypes they have different sides of them they have different phases they have different cycles and they also have patterns they have things that they attract in their life they have karma they have to live through um they have wounds that they have to learn how to heal and i feel like people get really stuck and lost when they think that things are kind of happening outside of them or out of their control and i just like to help people like feel that they have more personal power and um i don't know just more uh control than they think like they can make choices based off of like what they're destined to do in this lifetime and how they were born to be. And it just provides this massive permission slip of what I of what I do when I'm doing like an astrology reading. I'm teaching them about themselves. And I'm like, yeah, you get to be you. And all of these gorgeous ideas and these goals and these dreams and this vision that you have for your life is not just possible, but I'll tell you exactly when and how and where and what and you're going to know what is going to come up for you. So I just basically teach them how to live in alignment with their cycle, their timeline, and they feel so on time. I can't even explain to you. And I love your podcast because I remember listening to you talk about like how you learned a little bit more about astrology and even just like the Saturn return, which is just like this doomsday kind of sounding thing, right? Like you're just like, oh God, what does that mean? But it is just like this initiation of adulting and initiation of maturity and growth and evolution. And I feel like, again, when people even just learn 
just little snippets of their cycles in life, then they feel, wow, I was right on time. So that's basically how I like to have my clients feel when they're with me. And then of course, it just helps them feel more confident and showing up in their life and their business. Absolutely. So I have, uh, I have so many questions. Um, first, <laughs> how do you stay so positive? I know you're, we're all human. So I know you probably go through like, you know, all, all vari- variety of emotions, but you know, you are for a lot of this coaching, you have to be open, right. And super vulnerable. And then you have to use the universal energy and your gift. How do you stay on time and, um, and really positive and focused? Cause this is something maybe I need to know. Cause there's days where I don't get enough sleep or caffeine and I'm irritable as fuck. And it'll, it'll throw off like my manifestation or my meditation of the day. Right. So do you have any tips on how to sort of stay centered or more, uh, I guess, universal open? <laughs> No, for sure. I, I I love this question because it's it's so true. So w- what I'm sensing is that you know there's a when I'm talking about the word embodiment, right? I'm talking about a state of being, right? It's a it's a whole body experience. Um, so that is about getting very comfortable in your body in the present moment and recognizing that there's so much acceptance that needs to come from that place. There's so much like love and just like just knowing that need like trust that needs to come from that place. So, you know, when you're waking up and you're feeling like you're not on time and you're feeling behind, maybe you feel like you're losing time or you're wasting time or you're procrastinating, you know, everyone kind of has this pressure that they sometimes put on themselves because I mean, we're living in a very 3d reality type of world that (laughs) time is a man-made construct. And obviously it's just based off of like, working and being a slave to this system. So when it comes to um, this idea of like, okay, how do I bring myself back into connection with presence, with my body, with accepting myself and just loving where I'm at, even if it's not exactly where I want to be yet, um, that is a discipline. It's a practice. But I will say that um, I don't necessarily vibe with the word discipline so much. It is a discipline because in, in, in reality, it's like, you just have to want, you have to want it really bad enough to do it. But I will say that I call it a devotion. It's a okay. devotion, it's a devotion to self. So everything that I do in my life, anytime I get in these like slumps or just in my feels, I mean, you know, I go through my cycles too, trust me. Um, I basically um, make it a priority to check in with myself and check in and and ask myself a very specific question. What is the intention behind what I'm doing? And if the intention behind what I'm doing is coming from a space of, I want, I don't have enough, it's lack, it's, you know, I wish I had more, like if it's coming from a space that's low vibration and it's not even true, right? Half the time, it's just a lie that I'm telling myself. It's a story that I'm recreating in my mind. It's not actually truth. Then I could be like, okay, can I come back to an intention of love? Can I come back to an intention of you know, I'm doing this because I love myself. I'm doing this because I love the work that I do. I'm doing this from a place of playfulness, a place of fun. I'm not taking this so damn seriously. Like if I miss a deadline, like what's the worst that's going to happen? Like if I'm in an environment that places me under that much pressure to succeed and they make me feel like I'm not a good person, if I don't meet their expectations, then I'm in the wrong environment. Yes. So that's basically, 
<laughs> yes. Yes. So that's pretty much where I come from. It's like, I only align myself with environments, people, places, things, clients, offers, creative ideas. I only align it from a place of, is this the intention of love? Is this an intention of connection? Is this an intention of like, this is helping someone this is helping myself like is this an equal exchange <laughs> what i'm doing because if it's not if i'm not feeling aligned with it your body's gonna know your body's gonna give you the signals so you know when you're feeling those like triggers that's really what it is of like i'm irritable i'm frustrated things aren't working that's just your body's way of communicating to you you haven't met me with love today can you just like come back home to me right now and just breathe with me right now and just tell me you love me right now because the moment you can everything shifts and you will immediately be centered this is what i needed to hear by the way thank you um <laughs> that like seriously thank you um yeah you know it's hard i'm, I'm listening to an audiobook right now with oprah and it, it it's about um trauma and it's uh, called what happened to you and and I'm also reading a book about boundaries and it, they, they both actually talk about intention. You're totally right. Uh, going into what you want to do and what you're in tune with. And speaking about that, I was talking about your Thailand experience really quick before we dive into more deeper stuff. I, you know, you're taught earlier that like you help your clients see where their timing is and, and, you know, being their own badass and their own boss and their own, you know, own identity human, right? You had that in Thailand, which is, well, an awakening at least. So I want to talk a little bit about that too, really quick. Um, how, how did it feel taking a leap of faith? Because like, I know sometimes people, right, with anxiety, it could be like, fuck the unknown. I don't know. So I, yeah. you know, you're a strong person. So please tell me what, what was this experience like in, 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 uh, in a psychological way too? How did you feel? Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, okay. So here's the thing, guys, like, you know, um, I've always been the type of person who just kind of like took a risk. I was like, you know what? Like I've been, I've always kind of had a little bit of a fuck it mentality, yeah, <laughs> but I, I will, you know, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, college. I was like, she's such a bad bitch. Yes. <laughs> but I, but I will say that it got me into trouble once or twice. So, you know, when it comes to more of like taking leaps of faith and, literally going across the world and being in a very like a, a whole new world literally yeah. like cue the music right with <laughs> cue aladdin it's like literally though because um you know i was in a space at that time this is where again you you recognize the healing elements of what you're doing um i was in a space at that time that i needed to be in solitude like yeah. i needed to be away from everything and everyone. And it was because, you know, I was grieving my dad. Um, I was grieving a very toxic relationship um, that was like with a narcissist. Um, I had a lot of inner childhood trauma that I never looked at. And I like just the year before I, I left for Thailand, like actually like went to therapy and like did the work to meet my shadows and to like you know, understand these darker parts of myself that are just really ugly, but like, I learned to love them. I learned to see them for what they are and send them with the light and not be afraid of them. Really. I was learning how to face my fears far beyond 
before I went to Thailand. So I feel like losing my dad was most likely the most, other than losing my mom, God forbid. I mean, she's yeah. not going anywhere. But it's like losing my dad was one of the scariest things that could have ever happened to me. So I think that like going to Thailand just felt like a really gorgeous vacation. I was like, there's nothing wrong that's going to happen. Like, I'm just going to be in paradise and I'm going to be, you know, just starting a whole new life. I'm going to just start fresh. And I was out there for six months. And basically, um, of course, when you're in solitude um, and you're healing um, and you're literally across the world and it's, it's a whole different feeling because, you know, I went out there with $2,000 in my pocket um you know i mean in thailand that's like a million dollars like Thai, <laughs> like the currency exchange is wild so yeah, oh my it's, gosh yeah it's wild so you know i mean i was living large out there and um so i was definitely like just enjoying the finer things in life i felt like i was like very luxurious out there but i also um recognize that none of that matters you can be in paradise. You can have all the lavish experiences. You can have all the cool pictures on Instagram um, and you can still feel really fucking alone yeah. and you could still be crying yourself to sleep and feeling like I thought this was it. What, what, what happened? I, I literally dropped everything. I quit my teaching job. I sold my car. I sold my apartment. I got rid of all of my shit. And I was like, I'm going to go backpack through Thailand. <laughs> and I realized wherever you go, there you are. Wow. Wherever, you go, wherever you go, there you are. So I recognized that more than ever, I was running away from myself more than I was trying to find myself. And that's when I was like, all right, now it's really time to meet yourself for the first time again. Hi, my name is Danielle. What the hell do you want to do? And it wasn't until I was out there that I started learning more about like very simple, basic astrology, <laughs> like, like just like about the moon signs. I was like, yeah. okay, it's a new moon in Libra. It's a full moon in Scorpio. What does that even mean? Like, it was just like basic knowledge. I mean, you know, basic for like beginners kind of thing. Like when people just start getting used to like, there is a new moon every month. There is a full moon every month. How, how can you work with the moon? What do you do? So I was just starting to get into the manifestation practice of it all. And then it was more of a reflection than anything of just like, okay, well, what am I releasing? Which is a very gorgeous full moon thing you can think of. Okay, it's a full moon. What am I releasing? What am I letting go of? Um, let me tune into my emotions. And then the new moon is like, what am I calling in? What am I manifesting? What am I um, intending for in my life? So it was just a very simple, gorgeous little, you know, cycle that I was bringing myself back to every month. And the more I was like getting in the frequency of it and I was like familiarizing myself with it the more I was realizing um I keep telling myself I'm letting go of the same things <laughs> uh, I like you know like when you keep talking about it but you're not actually being about it yes yeah. <laughs> yeah you're like I need to let go of this guy and then you're like oh he's calling me again oh yes, okay wait, I'm, gonna, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna let him I'm gonna let him go you know how many times I burned the same name like every freaking full moon it was just ridiculous so obviously, um, I finally decided, you know, I'm going to practice what I preach and I'm actually going to release these things. And surprisingly, in Thailand, I was releasing um, all of the emotions that I was feeling from teaching. It was just a lot of just 
things that did not feel good for me anymore. Um, and you know, there's just, it, it's just, you outgrow certain things. That's all it is. Like it, it happens, certain jobs, certain relationships, certain locations, you just kind of outgrow places sometimes. So I realized like, Danielle, I think you outgrew teaching. It's not really what you thought it would be and it's okay. So instead I basically, this is a very long story short. Um, I basically pulled an Oracle card. This is, this is my spiritual little, love. <laughs> this is my spiritual story. I swear. Um, I was crying. I was on my knees, hysterically crying. I actually videotaped it, which is like very Leo of me. Um, I was crying hysterically and I was praying. Like I was actually praying. Like I'm surrendering. I'm waving the white flag. Like if there is anything out there, God, higher, higher self, like, I don't know who you are. Just help me. I don't know what I'm doing. And I was shuffling my cards and I'm like, I just need one message. I just need one direction. Tell me what to do. And then it literally pulled out the healer card. And I just was like, that's it. That's it. So I basically was like, I'm going back to New York. I'm, you know, I'm leaving Thailand. I'm quitting teaching altogether. When I go back to New York, I am not bartending. I am not teaching. I am a healer. And I just went full-time in my Reiki healing business. And I bought out a treatment room. And then somehow, some way, that's when I actually pitched the idea of let's do full moon ceremonies. We did full moon ceremonies. I did ecstatic dance workshops. You'd be so proud of me. I was facilitating dance workshops. Oh my yeah. God, baby girl. <laughs> yeah. But it was like ecstatic dance. I don't know if you've ever done that before. I have not. Oh, okay. So ecstatic dance is just more of like a, a conscious, um, intuitive movement type of exercise. Okay. Like it's like so, it's, it is sober. It's not like, you know, it's not a party kind of thing. It's more like everyone's sober. And it's like really about like tuning into the music, kind of closing your eyes and like dancing with one another, but not talking and just like I connecting. Yeah. Or a movement. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's really fun. So we were doing that. And then, yeah, at the same time, I was building my online business and then things just kind of blew up and I got more familiar with astrology. And it wasn't until this year that I just went full time and was like, I'm an astrologer. But those leaps of faith, which is going back to your original question, um, it had to come from the deepest form of trust, really. Yeah. It just had to come from, I, I teach my clients this all the time. You don't have to know where you're going. Sometimes all you have to know is it's just not this. It's just uh, not this. That's all I know. And I don't, I don't need to know the rest. I need to just trust that when I feel into this and it feels like a no in my body, and then I, you know, I release it, I let go of it even if I have no actual plan and I have no actual like resources or like I have no idea what to do, but you just know it's just not this, then immediately the universe will always support you. It's gonna meet you halfway. It's gonna land that opportunity in your lap. The connections will show up. Like you're gonna feel into the flow of life. You're not gonna feel resistant anymore. I, I don't know if you're familiar with um, Abraham Hicks. Are you familiar with Abraham Hicks? No. Um, definitely look, um, look her up. She's amazing. Um, Abraham Hicks, she says like, it's the path of least resistance. It's the path of least resistance. So it's like when your body is telling you no, and you're fighting that process, that's when things get messy. That's when that's things feel karmic. That's when, you know, life blows up in your face. 
It's because you're resisting and fighting what you're intuitively being asked to do. So when we go against our gut feeling, of course we're gonna grow frustrated. Of course we're gonna be irritable because we're not listening to ourselves. Uh, you're hitting home right now. It is, <laughs> yeah. um, this leads perfectly into where I'm at in life, what you just said. Um, you know, the sudden return is a big transitional moment, right? Usually you feel about 28, 29, going into 30, 31, that moment. And I'm at a lot of crossroads, right? This year, I took charge of my mental health with getting a therapist and getting on medicine. I um, started dating again. I cut off toxic friends. I am becoming a full-time artist. I released poetry. I'm doing my thing. But there's a lot of those what if, right? Where I want to move to LA for a bit because I think I am outgrowing New York. So I'm from here. And it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I know it's right for me but when it's the right timing. And then I had that conflict inside, right? And then dating someone, I'm talking to someone currently, but we view our lifestyles differently, like different, you know, I'm, I'm demisexual and he's not. And there's just these different things where I'm like, well, then I know my worth too, though. And I, I'm, I either can wait or not wait, you know? So mm-hmm. I guess we could talk a little bit about like, what is Saturn return in and that transition? Like I'm trying, what you just said is hitting home a lot because it's like, yeah, I, I, I want to listen to my gut. It's just the anxiety, I guess, or like the what if is scary, right? Where it's like, yeah. I look at you, you're, you know, you're motivational for me because you were able to just be like in Thailand and get that, get that healer card and be like, fuck it, I'm going to quit. And I'm at a point right now where I am going to drop a lot of my work to be a full-time artist. But yeah, girl, the Siren Return has been, um, it's been a ride for this past year and a half for me. <laughs> Yes. No. Welcome. You know, welcome. Um, it happens to everyone. You know, the Saturn return is, uh, like I said, it's it's kind of just like a rite of passage, you know, like you, you get like welcomed into um, your real new life. And it's kind of like, you know, your 20s. I mean, everyone can agree. You're just in a lot of trial and error. You know, you're just in, and either it depends because some people learn sooner than others um on how to grow up (laughs) and others have like more karmic experiences to live through we all have very unique different blueprints i should say so when it comes to um the saturn return i don't care who you are here you will feel affected by it because you are basically being massively pushed into um again this new chapter but it's the embodiment of the new chapter it's like okay what is your role in this new chapter? And that's when you, the relationships, the friendships, the jobs, the career path, all of it will change. So um, the thing is, I will say a couple different things that's coming through for me is um, when it comes to that piece of this being Saturn, right? It's like, we have to look at what Saturn represents. Saturn does represent boundaries. Saturn Saturn does represent time. So that's why it feels like there's pressure of like having to figure it out all right now, even though that's not real. But it's like, we do, we have this pressure of like, oh my God, I just turned 30. I'm not even married. I don't have a boyfriend. I don't have a this. Like you just get in this spiral of like time when it's like, okay, well, if I, I actually heard the saying once that it's like, if you ever feel like you're running out of time, come back to the present, you'll actually gain more time. Hey. So, <laughs> so you see how it's like, we, we have to kind of like manipulate our minds a little bit to like, stop being so hard on ourselves of like, 
the could have, should have, would have, I wish I did this differently so that I could be in a different place because you're exactly where you're meant to be. You did all this therapy and gorgeous healing work this past year to lead you to where you're meant to be next. And so when it comes to um, that next piece of what Saturn represents, it is that sense of like responsibility and understanding, like I have a personal responsibility in this life to consciously make choices that are in alignment of where I want to go. And if I am not where I want to be, there's no one else to blame. I, there, there, it's, it's me, I'm making this choice. So it's like, when we kind of like stop looking at it from a place of like victim mentality of like, oh, like I should beat myself up because I'm personally responsible for this and I'm not being responsible. Like, don't do it that way. Do it more from like, oh, I got a personal responsibility and I got a choice to make. All right, cool. I'm going to make the best choice for my highest because I can steer this ship. I can absolutely go where I desire to go. There, the, the choices and the possibilities are infinite. They're limitless. So if I see myself as a person who has a personal, personal responsibility to make a choice to improve my life, what a blessing that is. What a gift that is. There's a lot of people in the world that don't have that gift. So what the hell am I gonna do with this, with this blank canvas after my Saturn return is over, I can 100% be on the other side of this, like, whoa, I'm in LA. I got this like, you know, gorgeous book coming out. I have all these amazing new artist friends. If I stayed in New York, what's the cost of me living there, right? What's What's the cost of me staying in this relationship or me staying in this job or me staying in this place? What's the cost of it? Because if it's costing me more than it's give, providing value, then something is imbalanced. And I need to look at that. Uh, <laughs> right? I knew I was going to blow your mind today. Girl, I'm like I getting interior every time you speak. Uh, wow, thank you. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, 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 I go deep, boo. I go deep. <laughs> no, it's great. Oh, my God. This is why, this is what you were meant. This is how we know you were meant to do this. Because, like the way even through zoom i can feel your words and everything just hits home thank you like oh the universe has blessed you with such an amazing gift uh you're right speaking about like cards too like tarot cards like i've had um i've done my own like readings and it it has pointed to la like i got the star card you know um there was the romantic card too with that maybe in the way you decide what you want to do with relationships i'm like okay the universe has given me these like winks it's just when am just I when yeah yeah it's just I know of in LA like I know like I it's like you said like I I never want to you know cost my dreams right or or sabotage so I, I have to execute it I know that like I know inside I, I have to do it it's just like timing I guess absolutely like no and and okay so here's here's another gorgeous little wink of wisdom that I've learned over the years because I I I See, I have a Mercury in Pisces. So when I'm like speaking, um, it's like purely channeled, but it's also very much based off of like words that I've kept with me that really impacted me emotionally. Like something that is like, holy shit, I needed to hear that at that exact time. So one time I remember someone told me, the longer you wait, the longer you wait, right? It's like, it's just, it's one of those things that's very simple that we understand like, okay, um, 
it's not so much about, am I going to LA? It's just, when am I going to LA? And so within that, we can understand like, well, you know, I have free will. <laughs> like, like, here's the thing. I have free will. And I teach this within birth charts all the time. I'm teaching you about a karmic cycle you're in. I'm teaching you about a possible obstacle you may come across. I'm teaching you about a possible time that you could go to LA, right? I'll teach you about it. I'll tell you exactly the day. But if you don't choose to go, then you're just going to basically redirect your fate in a different timeline. Like it could still very much be right on time. It's just, you're not um, kind of, you're not jumping the timeline quicker, right? Like you can just like get it done quicker if you wanted to, but if you didn't, that doesn't mean that it's not meant for you. It's just maybe the longer you wait, the longer you wait. It's just kind of going to be like, it'll be in your future. It just may look differently when you do it in a year than if you did it tomorrow. Like that's all. It's just like, I always say, like, we have to remember here's something when it comes to like karma and like timelines and things I really want people to like, <laughs> understand and remember no matter what it's not just about us <laughs> right it's not just about our karma it's not just about our timeline it's about other people's okay so the relationships we're in the reasons why let's say an ex person comes back into your life that's not always just your karma that is getting closed out that might be that person's karma that's getting closed out so this is why we can't repeat cycles either and then get like confused about like, well, what did that mean? And it's like, sometimes like it's just other people's karma that you are a part of. So that's kind of the same idea of like when you're stuck somewhere a little longer than maybe you want to, it may not be anything about you per se. It may just be some type of karmic timeline that you're a part of that you were meant to be in New York for maybe another person. That purpose was for someone else. So it's kind of like me with Florida right now. I'm very curious, like, well, you know, I met like three significant people in my life in Florida and I've noticed a pattern of how I'm helping them, right? And what they're needing at this time. And it's, again, it's like, okay, if I'm staying here, what's the purpose of that? And sometimes it's like, maybe I'm just meant to finish this course to help these people and like, you know, kind of finish this cycle out. And then when I choose to, cause I also have dreams to go out West when right. I choose to, yeah. When I choose to go out West, it's not a matter of if I'm doing that, it's just a matter of when I'm doing that. I know that I'm opening up new opportunities for that timeline, whatever that is. Right. So it's not so much about being stuck somewhere either. And it's not so much about like, am I missing an opportunity? Cause that's not, there's no such thing. Yeah, there's no such thing. You're not missing anything. You're exactly where you're meant to be. If you were meant to be there, you would be there already. Yeah, wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> you're like, I'm mind fucked right now. <laughs> I really am. Oh my gosh. Uh, but you're so right. Cause it's like you said earlier, like it, it is limitless. And you're totally right. Like, yeah. You know, what you say actually, it may sound complex at first, but once you digest it, it's actually simple. Like when you understand you are where you're meant to be, it sort of like calms down the anxiety. And then you realize like, oh yeah, I can, I can do what I want to do. Just put the effort and intention in there. Um, I think as humans, we get so stressed out really quick with the unknown and anxiety and all this shit and money and, you know, 
typical human shit that we didn't bring upon ourselves. Whoever decided back in the day, you know, brought it into systematic shit. But anyways, uh, I can go through my own conspiracy conversation about that. Uh, (laughs) I, um, so with this return, I know on Facebook, you were telling me about like, um, there's like a return happening now, right? With like Aquarius that it's going into. And it's also, I know we were talking about offline that I want to bring up now about like, trauma healing and and a shift at the end of the year so what is your expertise on this uh because i'm seeing a lot online of people talking about their inner demons and their trauma you're seeing a lot of this trend we should say quote unquote of like people cutting off toxic people and like and this movement so yeah yeah there's there's definitely going to be a lot showing up so the beauty of astrology that i love so much is that it's not just personal um it's for the collective as well we're all collectively going through cycles right and depending on how that planet is affecting you that you know that that's different that's very unique for you so anyways um that's kind of what i'm saying like so right now the saturn return is for everyone i don't remember the exact dates off the top of my head so i'm not going to even like butcher them but i know that it was um you know it, it was like a three-year span because the yeah. Saturn will be um, in one sign for about two and a half years. So um, it started specifically this Saturn in Aquarius um, started in December of 2020, and it's not ending until March of 2023. So oh, yeah. yeah, so remember astrology goes by degrees. So it depends on what degree your Saturn was in that's like the timeline that it's going to be like the exact Saturn return, but you're still in it because Saturn is in the same sign it was in when you were first born. And it's in the same, it's occupying a house, which represents an area of your life. So are you familiar with what area that is, my love? Of house? Oh yeah. Because that's going to help. That's going to help me. I have like a little, uh, what is that app? Time passage. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and that shows like the chart. That's so interesting because I always saw Saturn return was just like, you know, when you're about to turn 30, but you're right. Like if Saturn's actually in this like house, okay. <laughs> it's crazy. I just, it says Saturn in Aquarius, but where are the houses? Hold on. How do I figure that out? Like, I don't know time passage. I, I, I know time passages, but I also don't oh, know. Time. Ninth house. Not, oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Oh, you're definitely moving to LA, boo. Are you kidding me? Oh Oh my God. (laughs) Okay. So listen, listen. All right. So the ninth house represents, it's the original house of Sagittarius, right? So that represents um, like that exploration of new places and also new um, things that you can learn more like experiential learning, like and meeting people from different backgrounds, different cultures, different expertises of any kind. Like you are very much being drawn now towards like your actual truth and virtues in life, right? It's like, who are the people I wanna be around? What kind of, you know, what kind of background do I wanna like be a part of? Like, what do I wanna learn? Like you wanna like be involved with the people. Like you would be the type of person who would go to Europe and like eat with the locals rather than like do something yeah. touristy, you know, like it's that type of energy. Like it's, it's very involved with like the language and um, you know, that that's what you are just naturally drawn to. 
Okay. So of course you're poetic. Of course you have like these, you know, experiences now that you're like, I want to learn about the spiritual truths and the universal laws. And I'm listening to Oprah on a podcast. Like, of course, <laughs> that's what you're doing because your Saturn return is like asking you to like find your truth, but also like liberate yourself from anything that's not your truth. And so when it comes to that piece, that's the real spiritual awakening. The ninth house is like the spiritual advancement master's degree that we can achieve, right? So with all of that being said, yes, depending on where Saturn is in your chart, everyone's going to experience a different journey. So for me, it's in my sixth house. And that has everything to do with my daily life, my schedule, my health, my physical wellness, my, you know, um, how I'm taking care of myself, my routine. So that's why I've been more like very Virgo, right? I'm like, all right, let me make sure that I got my systems in place, that my self-care is on fleek. Let me make sure I'm drinking water. Let me make sure I'm like actually taking supplements and vitamins and like doing things that are very not me. I'm a Pisces. So usually I'm doing the opposite. I'm I'm self-sabotaging my body and I'm eating like shit. And I'm like, you know, that's how I was conditioned and grew up that way. But now I'm more consciously aware of like, no, when I'm not drinking, I feel better. Like I, yeah. you know, I, I like waking up clear headed. I like drinking water. It feels good in my body. <laughs> so like, those are the types yeah. of things that I'm starting to discover within my Saturn return. So again, everyone's going to be different. So the point of this whole story is um, when it comes to this um, idea of like what is going to be happening for the next year and what does Saturn and Aquarius mean for everyone because everyone's even if you don't have your Saturn return in Aquarius it doesn't mean that this isn't going to affect you this is the age of Aquarius right so this is showing like okay um, right now Saturn is asking us to get serious and work towards um the age of Aquarius, which has everything to do with like every person being their own individual and being a part of the greater collective. That's why, I mean, we can, I'm not going to get into politics, I promise, but that's why you're seeing and hearing the arguments that you are when it comes to like what it means to be a good person of society right now, right? Like what side of the spectrum are you on? And that's not, that's a rhetorical question, you know, it's just like, that's how people are um, being asked to like make decisions and like work towards one side. It's like, okay, am I being responsible, Saturn, by getting this done because I'm going to be helping other people? Or am I being responsible by, you know, not getting this done and irresponsible by not getting this done, you know, all of the, all of the above. So as you can tell, it's already about your personal individuality and your freedom of choice that is going to affect the collective. So that's basically what Aquarius energy is all about. It's about like you're part of the bigger whole. And it's also about collaboration. It's also about teamwork. It's about being the people, we the people, what our rights are, right? And we are obviously being the activist of those rights this entire time. And we're recognizing that, you know, it, we're not going to just go by what you're telling me. You know, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to not just learn through the media anymore of, I'm not, I can't depend on that information. It's, it's hardly truth. Right. So it's like, okay, I need to also go by 
what I'm learning from my friends, my social circles, like from the people who are around me and my neighbors, like all of this is very Aquarius. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it is, it's, it's going to be a journey <laughs> for the next year um, with this Saturn and Aquarius. I feel like people are going to continue teaming up and it's going to be a little bit of a interesting dynamic because like you said, I feel like people are awakening to the truth and people are awakening within their souls, like, like knowing that they're not happy. And, you know, when there's manipulation in the work field and when there's um, threatening in the work field and like all these things that people are recognizing, wow, this doesn't feel good. I don't want to be here because you're telling me I have to do this, you know, like all of that, people are making choices. Um, So that's going to basically create massive ego deaths in the collective. Everyone's going to be going through identity shifts. They're going to be going through um, just changes in their in their world that you know moms are homeschooling their kids and you know there's just we're gonna probably be growing our own food and money is probably going to be changing really soon and the weather is very unpredictable we don't know what's going to happen to the climate change and all of these things that we've been pretty much talking about but not actually looking at so when it comes to all of these things the world is definitely going to look extremely different at the end of next year. Um, So I just think that more than ever, it's important that people just come back to their sense of safety within themselves, that you are safe with where you are. Um, And I know that that's really hard to say when you feel like you don't have any money in the bank account or when you are just like scattering with like all your kids in the car and you don't know what to do with them. And, you know, people live their lives. We're all human. But I will say that um, when you can just come back to a place of I am safe feeling this, I am safe no matter what happens, like I am supported, it's going to be okay, then it can take you a much longer way than you could ever. Like, it's just about coming back to the idea of even like safe with your traumas, safe with your fears. All of that is something that I've been continuously repeating and it saved my life, so. Yeah, so well spoken. Yeah, everything just clicks. Everything you've said this this past hour, like I'm just, it's all (laughs) hidden home, girl. And you know, it it's it, we are seeing identity shift, which is amazing. Uh, people are are starting to learn about their childhood trauma and, and who they are. And I, I love what we said about the ninth house really quick because I feel like I know who Antonio is even more. And the, the liberation part with Saturn and being in my ninth house, um, I just came out as demisexual three days ago because I am a lover and I'm monogamous, and there's nothing wrong with that, you know. And I think we're in. Listen, there's nothing wrong with being free either, but. There was moments when I came out at 20 and for my majority of my 20s, I would get in sexual um, situations that I did not want to be in, but I thought I had to be in to be open-minded. And I look back and I'm like, I didn't need that threesome or that four-way or kiss that hot guy even I wasn't into him. Because for me, sex is a part of love and safety and safe energy. And and I, I, as an empath, I pick up aura just from sleeping with someone. So... Yeah, I, I think I'm done trying to be who this person I thought I needed to be, you know? Yes. 
yes. I've seen a major, major shift this, this past year. And listen, not everyone's going to like it, right? Because people, some people are conditioned to, for you to be this like party person or, or, you know, thought or like whatever they're used to. Right. And when you switch yes. it up on them, they're like, oh, fuck, like they're growing. Like, listen, I'm not a bad person. I'm just growing. I'm not the person you knew at 25. I'm 30 now. And I am a man that's in tune with who I always wanted to be. You know, yes. I was just talking about this today. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sure. it, it's a major uh, switch. And, and while we're on the topic, I actually, one of the last topics, I, I know I, we didn't talk about this offline, but I, I would love to just get your advice on like love. Um, how do you know energy wise that you are meant to be with the person you're meant to be? Or like, how do you check in on these like gut feelings or red flags, or maybe there isn't red flag. Maybe it's your head creating a narrative. Do you have any advice for that? I will definitely say that relationships in general um, are going to be on the forefront for like this last half of 2021 into 2022, um, because I'll say just from this perspective that um, Venus, this gorgeous planet of love, um, that is all about rela relationships and um, it's also very focused on values. Right. And that's something that I was going to mention. And then I'm like, oh, I got I should probably talk about this so that people can know. Um, Venus is coming up closer and closer right now to the planet Pluto, and it's going to be retrograde. You, everyone's familiar with Mercury retrograde, right? We love those. Um, Venus retrograde only usually happens um, like every 18 months. So it's not as common as a Mercury retrograde, but it does happen. And uh, so within that, uh, that's going to be very similar themes as the Mercury retrograde in terms of like, ghost coming from your past and things showing back up to close out. Like I was saying, you know, sometimes there's just karma that needs to be closed out. Um, however, um, it's very important that we recognize where Venus is right now. And the reason I'm going to say this is because this is going to answer your question. Venus is in Capricorn right now. And so Capricorn is the planet that has to do with commitment and time investments and things that feel worthwhile long-term and things that feel like that they're going to help you grow and support you with your values and where you want to be. So within that, I follow the plant, the, the theme of love with, okay, where's, where's Venus at right now? And what, what, how are people going to fall in love? And, and what's the energy of, you know, like the cycle that we're on with love. So right now I feel like people are really reevaluating their relationships based off of, is this like actually something that is going to be long-term? Is this something that's going to help me grow? Because if it's not, then you're probably going to feel like you're wasting your time. Uh, <laughs> you're like, uh, mm, I don't know. Like I just said that yesterday in my conversation. Yeah. Oh my God, you're literally speaking to me right now. I'm yeah. sure I literally go. I, the one pet peeve of mine is I don't want to waste my time. Exactly. That's how I've been feeling at least the past 24 hours. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I mean, beyond astrology, you know, uh, uh, just real quick to close that message out, that Venus retrograde will start on the 19th of December and it will, it will end on January 29th. However, that will also, Venus will stay in Capricorn until March. So just kind of keep your mind, you know, um, be aware of what's showing up the first at least the first month of January, like the first month of the year, because that's going to be very interesting for people to see like 
who came back in my life or what was I working through? What was I evaluating in my life? Okay. So that's just a little snippet, but I will say when it comes to love, um, you know, I literally just made a choice maybe like two weeks ago on that full moon eclipse in Taurus. And I was like, listen, um, he basically was my Saturn return lesson. We yeah. literally dated our second date was the day that it was my Saturn return exact. It was like the most karmic relationship I probably could ever be in. And when I tell you Saturn return lesson, it means I, I saw the red flags. It wasn't in my mind. It wasn't in my head. <laughs> I saw the red flags. I did ignore them. I did try to justify what the relationship was. I tried to pretend that, um, he was more than, I was romanticizing the situation, mm -hmm. okay? Um, but he also served a very large purpose in my life and I learned a lot from him, especially in regards to business. So when it comes to, you know, different people in our lives, um, one thing that I will say is that they're in your life for a reason. They're always gonna be a, a mirror for you in some way. They're either gonna be a mirror of what you are currently outgrowing and letting go of, or a mirror of your growth and what you desire, like how they make you feel, if they inspire you and they motivate you, um, they're gonna, you know, be that person for you then. But I'll say that when it comes to kind of what you were talking about in terms of like, um, is it in your head or is it like a gut feeling? Um, I personally think that the more inner work we do as individuals, the less confusion and doubts and just baggage will bring into the relationship. So if you are consciously trying to be better for yourself, and again, you're doing that from the intention of, I do this because I love myself, then you will magnify the person who matches that energy. And again, I did a massive load of inner work before I met this person. But when he showed up in my life, I went against basically everything that I just worked on. And I was just so engulfed with the purpose he had in my life and, and why he was there that I just went off of that frequency versus, so, so basically he was a really good friend and a really good person that was meant to be in my life, but he just wasn't meant to be a, a relationship. He wasn't meant to be a boyfriend. So when he told me he couldn't commit to me, I knew that that was a karmic thing that I needed to look at and not take personally. And I needed to recognize that my abandonment wound and my unworthiness wound and all these inner child wounds that I just so, like I, I heal all the time and look at all the time. It was just another perspective of, hey, I love you as a person. I love you as a friend. I'm always here for you. And I'm always going to celebrate you. I'm just not your boyfriend. I'm not your partner. I'm not your love. And I had to kind of just detach emotionally from seeing that as like, you don't like me and seeing it as like, no, you just had a purpose in my life and it's okay. So again, like we just have to kind of look at our relationships more like mirrors. What are they trying to teach me? Are they communicating to me directly what, what they're saying? Like, like people usually 
they don't bullshit you. Usually they'll tell you straight up how they're feeling or what's going on. It's just up to you to listen, right? That's really what it is. It's up to you to listen and not fight the process. I was fighting the process, bro. (laughs) Because I wanted him to like me. I wanted wanted to be chosen. Yes, listen, with romance, right? The the heart gets into it. the, The brain gets into it. The ego, the brain, like it happens especially like us vulnerable people and sensitive people like we love right and you can be really like dive deep into it but yeah I mean as I've gotten closer to my higher goddess by meditating more and and really just tapping into it I'm able to see the red flags quicker and then I, I think I've been having more internal dialogue where it's like okay what's in your head what's realistic what's happening what do you want and what do you deserve and I've been able to work on childhood trauma and not project that in relationships, but I'm also now able to be like, yo, like I don't align with that. And if there's not a talk of compromise, I'm not going to budge because I'm not going to risk my own energy and well-being for anyone this day and age. I've done it for so long being a people pleaser, right? Attracting Uh like narcissistic people, energy vampires, all this shit. I'm at a point where I'm like, "Mm, no, I'm going to do me. And that's fine. Yeah. I mean, you're a bad person for doing you. Like that's it. <laughs> and you'll you'll pick up right away since you are so much more self-sufficient now and not so like, you know, codependent on someone's thoughts of you. You'll pick up quicker of like someone who's not vibing with you being your own person. Yes. You'll pick, you'll pick up quicker and you'll be like, wait, 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 what do you mean? Like, like you'll pick up more on like controlling tendencies of like, whoa, why are you trying to control this experience? Like, you know, you're trying to control me. Like, no, 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 no. I am my own person. And I know I am, I know I'm good by myself because I've done it. Uh, So this is where, again, like the more that someone is going to do the inner work, the less messy it can get because it's the person who's jumping from relationship to relationship, baggage to baggage to baggage, not, they're basically running away from themselves. They're running away from their emotions. They don't want to be alone. And that's a part of them they have to meet before yep. they can commit to a real thing because they are just not allowing themselves to just feel grief. There needs to be grief in between relationships. And you, their grief has always been my biggest teacher and solitude has always been one of my biggest teachers so when you do these you know when you do the hard thing and you're actually just like by yourself and you're with yourself and you're accepting yourself for where you are then yeah of course you're going to meet someone when you're when you're divinely meant to but it's through the energy that you are vibrating at that that's the match you're going to have So you, my dear, are meditating and you're like, you know, listening to podcasts and you're creating poetry and you're writing books and like, you're ambitious, you have goals, you have dreams, you're, you're living very differently and you're going to know who's the match for that. Anyone who's not, you're going to feel it. You're amazing. Um, (laughs) I love you. While we wrap up, do you have any um, final words or advice for anyone that's listening? It, I mean, now you're so educated on a free range of topics. So I'll let you pick whatever advice you want to give. But yeah. <laughs> no, I think that more than ever, it's just recognizing that, um, you know, this upcoming year is definitely going to be um, just a lot of different 
worldly things that may still happen. And it's just recognizing again, your, your sense of values and where, and what you're doing. Um, so it's, so one of the main things that I do with my clients is I make sure that they identify what their values are. You know, it's like, what are your values? What are the things that you are um, desiring to feel in your life? And, you know, what is, it's kind of like the, um, the umbrella, right? And it's like, what's underneath that? So it's like, you know, people are like, I'm desiring a healthy relationship. Okay, beautiful. What are the specifics behind that? Not so much just like the dream person, but it's like, you know, what do you desire to bring to that? And what's the exchange that they're bringing for you? Like, we have to make sure that whatever you are valuing in your life, you're also feeling the specifics of why you desire that so much like what is it going to do for you so that's really the power of like manifestation in a nutshell right it's like not just looking at it from a larger picture view of i desire a healthy relationship recognizing okay um what is it about a relationship that is going to bring value to my life and then you start getting into the emotions of what you are calling in and what you are doing. And the more that you're in that frequency, the easier and more clear it feels. You're gonna be focused. You're gonna be super on board with if there's if you're meeting someone and they're not matching that, you're gonna know because you got clear and you got really specific with what you do desire. So these are the types of things that like, you don't have to like, place all these high expectations and standards for just everything because it's also like be grateful for the opportunities that come your way no matter what they look like at the time but also just recognize that like you are 100% going to manifest the life of your dreams you just have to get very clear on what your values are within that dream what is it that is going to bring value to your life and how can you embody that right now Right. So for you, my love, it's like, okay, I want to go to LA. What is it about LA that you're not doing right now? And how can you bring that into your life a little bit right now? So that's it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I cannot wait to re-listen to this podcast. Like (laughs) it's just, oh my God, you've been amazing. Um, I'm going to talk to you more offline, but thank you for being on this. And I'm going to put all her links on description. So anyone listening, please. She obviously you could tell by this hour episode, she is so fucking educated on all this and way more than I am. And you, everything you just say is just so insightful and and powerful. And uh, please book her. She is literally amazing. This, this one hour alone was therapeutic for me. Okay. (laughs) Imagine like a sash, but, um, I love you so much and and thank you for being on this. Seriously, you are amazing. <laughs> thank you, everybody. I hope you all have a beautiful new year. <laughs> hey, bye, babe. Bye, baby. Talk to you later on Nana Tings. <laughs>